the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here. This is your main event marked bonus podcast. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the last podcaster standing. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the Tommaso Ciampa to my Johnny Gargano. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? I wish I had a table to sit on that stupid long clap he does. Yeah, pat yourself on the back, Barry Horowitz style. You gotta Barry Horowitz yourself every once in a while, man. It's just, uh, yeah, you got a, to. That's a legendary Jewish wrestler, Barry Horowitz. Exactly. That that's like one of the greatest Jewish. things that he's ever done. Let me just slap that title on there. I don't know why it popped me so hard. Legendary, legendary. Jewish wrestler. <laughs> he's a wrestler. He's legendary. He's Jewish. Jewish! Oh, man. It just reminds me of that that family guy thing about the uh, uh, come come on down and get your uh, laser eye surgery from what you know this one doctor and they're like he's all you know naming off all these things they're like and Jewish and that flash it across the screen they're like Jewish <laughs> and afterwards uh, Peter's like I need to go get me some Jew eye surgery <laughs> the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> uh, eye surgery from a Jewish guy I guess I don't know I don't know, ask well, a Jewish doctor would be the one to have. I mean, to be fair, but <sighs> yeah, right. <laughs> ah, that's like a Jewish lawyer. You just know you're going to win, or at least come close. You got a better, you got a better shot at winning at the very. You know least. that settlement's at least coming. Exactly. But anyway, don't hell. <laughs> today, ladies and gentlemen, Jews are... don't have hell. <laughs> wow, that's uh, one today... of my favorite segments on uh, Big Bang. Oh, it's like, yeah. well, then to get into Jewish heaven. It's like, well, no, that's what it is. Jews don't, Jews don't have heaven. That's right. Yeah. Well, then to stay out of Jewish hell. Have you met my mother? I live in Jewish hell. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Lord. But today, ladies and gents, we're covering our very first ever NXT show. We were, well, I was not at this one. I think you were, right? I was. Man, how was that crowd there at the Barclays for this one? Hot. As Hot always. Hot ours. Oh, wow. Yeah, we yeah. were at the very first ever NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. Also the and... very first NXT outside of Full Sail. Exactly. Uh, and now just, they're I... not at Full Sail. Oh, they're not at Full Sail at all anymore? They're at the Performance Center. Uh, oh, man. Well, it, I, bro, when they moved it out of Full Sail, they cried, bro. <laughs> I believe it had something to do with the pandemic. I, they haven't been back since, so I think that's what it was. Yeah, it makes sense. I, will, I I could see that. Plus, when you got your own little spot like the performance, center, you probably don't got to pay extra rent, so there's that. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, save some money, man. Why would you, uh, you know, be you'd have that performance center, and then you're also paying rent on, you know, that place at Full Sail down the road. Because I think they're basically, it's, like, right Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, one's in Orlando, one's in uh, Winter Park, which I think is like right up the road from. It's Orlando. right next to yeah, because we were on our way to see the Magic game for WrestleMania 33 weekend. We literally passed in front of Full Sail, which is on the freeway in the way. So, oh, it's wow. pretty cl- it's pretty close. Nice. 
I want to. I wonder if uh, they brought their own equipment or if they were able to use some of Full Sail's. Because for people that don't know, Full Sail is for like if you're looking to get into the film industry or the television industry, uh, Full Sail is like the premier school in all of America for that. So uh, I contemplated going there at one point. Decided, eh, maybe not. But it's very interesting, and if, like I said, if you're looking to get into like film or TV or you know anything in in the Hollywood sphere, that's the place to go, man. But this show was extremely hot. I remember watching it live. Obviously, like I said, I wasn't there, uh, but you know, I, I could there. tell just <laughs> uh, you could you could feel that crowd coming through the TV, man. I loved every minute of it. Watching it back, uh, I. It, it was a damn good rewatch. So all of it came back to me. I'm like, oh, I like man. to rewatch. <laughs> that is not a shirt on our bonfire store, but <laughs> I like to watch is you can go get that. Now it's a bonfire forward slash store forward slash main event marks. Go check it out. And uh, if you got a zoomer in your life, you can confuse them because it's a picture of a VHS on the front. So anyway, we're getting what into this. This is one of our more recent events that we've ever covered. It was only back in 2018. So not too far in the distant past. It was uh, five years. So Greg and I kind of made a deal where we're not going to go any sooner than like a five-year period. So 2018 is kind of the cutoff. The only time I made an exception for that was our first year of the podcast. We covered all in from around this time. Just because it had been a few years since Greg had never seen it, and I figured it was a good time to rewatch it and throw it out there. But either way, uh, I think uh, before we get into all the news and notes, I have, I have a few interesting stories to get to this week. But uh, first, I want to thank the sponsor of the podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design, and others for those who want a subtle and sleek-looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MullerBros.com for 15% off. Muller Bros doesn't just have polos, by the way. They have really fun golf t-shirts that you can wear anywhere. Maybe like that barbecue that your family invited you to, or even that get-together with your friends. Maybe a night out on the town if you want to have fun while looking good and also impressing the local ladies. Make sure to let them know where you got that shirt and wear it proudly. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at M-A-H-L-E-R-Bros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros golf, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. And now we're going to get into our first break. On the other end of this, we're done telling you about some other great podcasts in our merch store. 
Uh, we're going to dive headfirst into the news and notes. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg... He told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. Cracking anything this week? You know it. Hang on. Here we go. Oh, F, yeah. Four o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah. I, uh... I, I, I don't oh, want to make that's a shirt. Terrible. <laughs> what is it? Call it out. <laughs> uh, it's called Focus Energy, but it's spelled P-H, not F. Oh, Lord. It's a cherry cola, sparkling water, no sugar. Nice. It tastes like ass. Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> uh, well, it's got natural energy, which I have chronic I fatigue, man. I'm sick of it, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, we do the, the can crack quite often, but I, I, I don't exactly want to uh, make a, a shirt for our bonfire store that, that says, say yes to crack or say Good yes Lord. to the crack. 
Uh, but just put it on way. there. It's four o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I don't think people would get that because it's supposed to be it's five o'clock somewhere. But uh, yeah, I, I I excuse it because you don't drink. So I'm like, well, four o'clock. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> After five o'clock, then it's the alcohol. But either way, let's uh, let's get into all the news and notes uh, we have in stock for you today. That is correct. Shut the fuck up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> that will oh, never yeah. not get me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to put ourselves in a good mood because, <clears throat> well. This is one oh, of the God. unfortunate shows where we're starting I like this. death. I don't like this. I don't like this lead-in. Yeah. That's yeah. <sighs> one of them unfortunate times, man. But according to TMZ, Jim Neidhart's wife, Elizabeth, told investigators that on August 13th, she was having problems sleep, or he was having problems sleeping, and got out of bed to adjust the thermostat. As he went to touch it, he, quote, turned weirdly as if he were about to dance and fell against the wall and floor. She immediately dialed 911, believing that he was having a seizure, something that he took medication for. Uh, he had a four-inch gash on his face when emergency services arrived. He died at the scene at the age of 63. According to Pasco County Sheriff's Office, the fall killed him. Uh, at the time, he had early-onset Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, man. <sighs> I did not know about the Alzheimer's Maybe I didn't, I didn't either until just now. Yeah, I know. Come to think of it, I think I remember something about it because he was on Total Divas a few times. And I, I remember seeing clips where like Natalia was talking about his health not being good and his memory kind of slipping on him. So. But I don't know. That uh, that blows, man. I, I remember when when I heard he died, I was like, whoa, really? Like, it just didn't seem real i he was what did i say he was 63 so that's still, still pretty kinda, damn young pretty, yeah you don't hear about 63 year olds passing away very often so uh, that blows man wasn't his last match ever in tna <sighs> i know he came Maybe. out to face i know he came out to face um uh jay lethal Remember, he was like taking on legends and stuff like that, and Jim Neidhart randomly showed up one time. Was that before or after the Raw 20th anniversary? Was that Battle Royal? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, anybody out there, if you know, uh, just hit us up, let us know. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah, right. You guys are stupid. You do your research. Yeah, well, actually, his last match was in Podunk, Iowa, you know, for some <laughs> indie company. <laughs> they would uh, but yeah it's, it's it's weird to think about that TNA was the last match for a lot of people like really obscure people it's like uh, what like Macho Man Macho Man had his last match in uh, uh, in, in TNA Oof. I mean if, yeah I think he only did like two things but still counts I mean it was a match he was involved so yeah only did two things, but it counts. That sounds like prom night. Good lord. Well, after eight months off of television, Dean Ambrose returned in the closing segment of a recent Raw. 
moments after Dolph Ziggler looking like a million bucks, by the way. Oh yeah, he was chiseled and jacked, and he had a haircut. But moments after uh, Dolph Ziggler signed his contract to defend the Intercontinental Title against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, Rollins made his first appearance of the night, bringing Ambrose with him. Uh, Drew McIntyre will be in the corner of Dolph Ziggler, while Dean Ambrose will be in the corner of Seth Rollins. I forgot about that pairing of Drew and Dolph. Yeah, they would add Bobby Lashley later. Remember, we saw that at Fastlane in Columbus. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Uh, I just, <clears throat> looking so back... You I dragged out that long. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, Roman, specifically... Roman got leukemia and beat it in the midst of all this feud, by the way. Let that sink yeah. in. Well, I remember specifically about the, the Drew and Dolph thing where uh, people were making comparisons with... Shawn Michaels and Diesel because Drew was the de- era. Uh, Dolph was deep in his HBK cosplay and Drew was uh, like dying his hair black. So people were I like, like Drew, wow. but he's not as cool as Nash. Sorry. Nah, he's a way better wrestler, but yeah. <sighs> and then Ambrose would only be there for like another year. And then he gone eh, about a year and a half, maybe actually come to think of it. Guess where Moxley is? Overplaying with the goofballs on a secondary channel. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Playing with the goofballs. Uh, speaking of prom night, anyway. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> uh, there have been various rumors and reports, you know, rumor and innuendo floating around for months now about Daniel Bryan and his status with WWE. <laughs> His contract reportedly ends on September 1st, but he's also planning to re-sign with the company. But also, he may have already re-signed, but actually, maybe not. But he <gasps> might... Wow, might you just really had that one, huh? <laughs> well, this he is... He might have re-signed, but maybe not. <laughs> well, this is the thing here, eh? But, uh, but he might have just... Uh, but he might just have some details to iron out, but maybe he re-signed a while ago and they're just not saying, or maybe not... <laughs> Good lord, man. Well, this is BS gets worse and worse. Well, you need to clarify because that sounds like him. Yeah, no, this is somebody kind of mocking it because it's like every every week it's something new. But the latest word was that he was close to signing and just working out a few details in a new interview with Fox Sports. He indicated that is true. Or uh, in other words, that is correct. (laughs) But yeah. So, uh, yeah, the reports go back and forth and, well, he might this or he might that. It's like, shut the F up. Like, He's about to become the champion here in a second. Oh, oh, is this the time? I believe so, I yeah, because we're going in WrestleMania not. 35 where he faces Kofi, so yeah. He's about to Oh, be. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, keeping on with the, I got a few stories kind of like this, by the way. In February, a report came out saying that Dolph Ziggler had re-signed with WWE. One version of the story even had it that uh, the show-off basically agreed to be a jobber to the stars for his new payday. Yeah, okay. Ziggler, that, that age is right. <laughs> yeah, right. Gotta well, give Ziggler, him that. Well, Ziggler shot those rumors down and has since gone on his most high-profile run in years, winning the Intercontinental Championship with Drew McIntyre as his backup. Yeah, and about a year from now, he's going to be losing to Goldberg three times at SummerSlam. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, Which I was also. Yeah. Well, PW Insider caught up with him at a pre-SummerSlam Be A Star rally in the Bronx. Be a star! Be a star! Detox, be a star! God. <laughs> uh, he said, quote, I feel like you'll just have to see Sunday or Monday, but I've also heard that uh, his about his deal coming up. I've also heard about several different contracts that I signed, but I didn't sign. I've been doing some great work and looking forward to doing what I do on Sunday or Monday. We'll see what direction we're headed in afterwards. And quote, not Fridays, huh? Yeah, right. He doesn't work Fridays. That's party night, man. But yeah, it's comedy. So, night. I mean, like, literally, he does comedy, doesn't he? Yeah, right. I've never heard any of his stand up, so I don't know if he's good or not. Yeah, I haven't either. I, don't, I know Rob Van Dam tried his hand at it, and people said he's not like terrible, but at the same time, he's clearly high, and that just makes it no! weird. No. Yeah, right. Oh, well, well, that's why, a surprise of the century. <laughs> well, have you ever watched any stand-up of Ron White? Yeah, I can't yeah. stand it. He's boring. He's, he's the guy that sits there and smokes the whole time, right? Uh, he smokes and drinks, yeah. I I love, well, I'll say this. I used to love Ron White, but he has like two routines that he just recycles over and over. So uh, you've seen one, you've seen them all, basically. Uh, but I thought he was funny for, for the longest time. But if you watch any of his actual, like, hour-long specials like i said he drinks through them so the last half of it he's clearly getting pretty sloppy and it's like <laughs> all right time to turn it off because uh, it's one of them like he'll make a funny joke but then he'll re-emphasize it over and over you know like a drunk guy <laughs> so it's like okay it stopped being funny after a while <laughs> anyway it wasn't long ago that Uncle Dave noted. Oh God! Oh God! Uncle Dave noted on <laughs> an edition. <laughs> on an edition of oh no, I'm sorry. This is a this is my first of two uh, Uncle Dave stories. But he noted on an edition of Wrestling Observer Radio that some high profile WWE stars would have their contracts expiring at the beginning of 2019. Shinsuke Nakamura would be one of those stars. And at least partly due to its continued expansion efforts and his newfound status within the United States, New Japan Pro Wrestling has interest in bringing the King of Strong Style back into the fold. Yeah, why yeah, that goes. They? Yeah. Uh, so when they had the chance to talk to him, Sky Sports asked about it. Uh, he said that he wasn't contacted by anyone in New Japan. Not that he would be yet anyway, because of his contract status, it would be considered tampering. But the move, uh, the move to the U.S. was quote a big decision for my family, uh, and it's a quote long-term thing. He more or less shrugs off the rumors of his contract expiring and New Japan's interest before saying that he's probably looking forward to a few more years in WWE, but it depends on the money. Well, well five, he just wrestled on Raw last night, by the way. As of this report, yeah, five years so, later, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> five years later, he's still there, and seems like he's doing some semi-high-profile stuff. I mean, it's not like main event programs or anything. Yeah, but now, right? Yeah, it took almost like there well, was a change in creative or something. Yeah, I was gonna say, who's running things, Craig? <laughs> it literally took a change in leadership for somebody to be like, "Hey, he's worth a damn." Bro, he's Japanese, bro. Nobody cares about Japanese wrestlers, bro. 
Yeah. Uh, during an interview with Yahoo Sports, Ronda Rousey was asked about a particular move that she does and it being a finish for her. She said, quote, oh, that throw I keep doing? We keep throwing around names for it. Originally, my walkout song for MMA, I wanted to be sex and violence, and they wouldn't let me. So oh, I thought, hell it... yeah, <laughs> I know what so that I... song was. I'm all for it, though. But... Right. Uh, she... So I thought a cool name would be Plex and Violence, like Suplex and Violence. So, uh, yeah. So Plex and Violence, I like. Maybe I don't know. It's PG. I don't know if they'll let me keep it. End quote. <laughs> I don't think they do because I've literally never heard that. Used. I'm today's years old hearing this, so. Right. I'm like, uh, the only n- names of moves that I know of for her is the Piper's Pit. Other than that. Pretty much all I know, too. Yeah, I don't think she has names for the rest of them. <laughs> I always go back to uh, uh, the the Good Brothers during a an interview, or they were on a podcast or something talking about uh, they hated when they went to indies, and there'd be a guy that's all gimmicked up. It's like, and, and he names like every single one of his moves. And then you're trying to set up a match with him. And, you know, a guy named the freak. And he's like, well, for, first I'm going to hit you with a freak line. Then we're going to do a freak flex. And then I'm going to do the, the freak salt. And it's like, dude, what the f- Is this Scott Steiner? <laughs> yeah. That's like the only ones I know of that did that were like uh, Scott Steiner. Or uh, not just Scott, but Scott and Rick Steiner. And then uh, Taz. Yeah, go blue. Uh, how about you suck? an ass and i get to pick the ass by the Can way it be bailey no i get to pick it it would be uh oh okay you're gonna pick it yeah how, how about sammy callahan go with that one or <laughs> anyway uh so in his first interview since wwe announced that he was reinstated to their hall of fame Hulk Hogan addressed his backstage apology to the locker room before the Extreme Rules pay-per-view in July. Hogan was apologizing for a tape released in 2015, but recorded years earlier, which captured him, among other sentiments, referring to himself as a racist and using slurs for black people. Yeah. Um, After his speech to the locker room, Titus O'Neil and Kofi Kingston, on behalf of the New Day, issued public statements explaining why they found the apology lacking. Hogan told Bill Apter, quote, a lot of people accepted my apology and a lot of people heard what they wanted to hear. And a lot of narrative that came out of the meeting was on point. Uh, A lot of narrative was really different because I was supposed to or I was surprised to hear some people uh, interpreted what I said as I was just sorry I was caught on camera. However, they interpreted, but I never said that. But I guess sometimes the media and people go with the most negative narrative that can come out of there. I can get on board with that last part, for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, it goes along with that, if it bleeds, it leads thing. It's like, oh, well, what, what's terrible news that we can go with? But yeah, I, I know of people today that are, you know, they, they've just hated Hulk Hogan ever since the stuff came out. It's like, I mean... You know, you're you're entitled to your own opinion, and I get it. I'm not sitting here saying I don't get it, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not like there is something to be said for I'm not black. So it. I mean, you remember I, we went to that store in uh, in Times Square after all this happened? You were wearing a Hogan shirt, and the black guy gave you a compliment about it. Yeah, I had oh, I, I had oh. another one down in the subway. I think. 
Yeah. So I'm not I, I'm, you're saying, oh, well, they're, they're, you know, they're okay with it. I'm not saying that. I'm just right. saying clearly everybody has a different thought about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've spoke to black people. They were just like, eh, you know, whatever. I grew up liking Hulk Hogan. That sucked. But, you know, it, they moved past it and they were like, whatever. Then I've seen other ones that just absolutely hate his guts and never forgave him. And I can totally see both sides, too. So, Right. Like I said, I, I'm not black, so what he said didn't affect me personally. I mean, like, I was offended to the point of where I'm like, wow, that's pretty effed up stuff to say. But, And I, like I said, I've never heard it. I've, I've heard people, like, transcribing pieces, parts of it. So I get the basic gist. I did not know. I really don't, he really don't care to hear it, honestly. But yeah. yeah, right. And I, I don't, I did not know that uh, he referred to himself as a racist that one's new to me like i said everybody's entitled to their own opinion and it is what it is it's a touchy subject man but i i will say he it's, it's like you and i talked about it's like i get being offended by him if you don't like him but don't act like he's on the same level as someone like chris benoit or something we don't need to deperson him forever like it's a completely different thing because no one died here Exactly. He, it was, it was at the end of the day, it's mean words and don't get me wrong. I get why you're offended by it and you're entitled to that. And I get it, but it is mean words. You weren't physically, nobody was physically hurt by this. So, and he committed no crimes. I don't know. It's morally. People still cheer for Jeff Hardy who drunk drove multiple times and that could have killed or injured people. So I'm just saying either way, uh, while doing pre SummerSlam press on ESPN's get up morning show. Oh, this get is up. a story. God, uh, co-host Jalen Rose asked Charlotte Flair about a recent Twitter controversy. Oh my God. I heard Jalen Rose. I'm already done. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, you mean the guy? Who- oh, Jalen Rose, by the way, go blue. <laughs> Sorry. Gotta get that in. He's a Wolverine. That idiot went to University of Michigan. Ugh. Now I have more reason to hate him. <laughs> I remember when I remember when uh play hey, look, he was good, but the thing was he never played. Every season. And when he did, like, Kobe Bryant dropped 60 points on him. What was it? 80. I forget. It's a huge number. <laughs> well, I just remember every season it was like, oh yeah, Jalen Rose. And there was at one point talks of uh the Cavaliers picking him up. And I when I at first I was like, oh, oh man, I hope. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, no, I hope we don't get him because he's going to ride the damn bench all season because he's going to be hurt. Like, so why why would we pick him up for what five games out of the season, baby? Yeah. So either way, <laughs> getting back to real sports here, damn it. But <laughs> a clip of Uncle Dave discussing Peyton Royce's oh, appearance. God. Oh, good lord. <laughs> As a possible factor in her and Billy Kay not succeeding thus far on the main WWE roster went viral. Royce and numerous wrestlers and co-workers responded to defend Royce and criticize Uncle Dave. Charlotte Flair said, quote, in terms of her appearance being criticized, I just go, aren't we past that? And then she said, what the hell uh, role her appearance is my question. Oh, this was uh, this was the one if people don't uh, ever heard Greg and I talking about where he said she put on some weight since NXT acting like she's fat now or something. It's like, dude, where 
I, I, I want that explanation. Like, oh, I'll tell you where. <laughs> good God. But she also said, quote, people wouldn't be like AJ Styles on TNA looked way better than in than WWE. Uh, it shouldn't be a topic of conversation. And I know we're superstars and people see an untouchable or see as untouchable, but we're human. And when you see negativity like that, it just or it's got to hurt, hurt her, end quote. Yeah, I mean, I get her point, but at the same time, I mean, that's I, I'm tired of hearing that argument where it's like, well, nobody would ever be like, well, this guy over here. It's like, really? Is I mean, you and I have done that where it's like, damn, dude. Uh, was you know was Adam clearly Bull. not working. Yeah, it's like you and I have said that. Where it's like, well, on so and so's time off, he clearly wasn't hitting the gym. I mean, look at uh, Chris Harris slash Braden Walker. Talk about that all the it time. Might be the right? most egregious one. Him and Chris Hero. Maybe right, it's just a problem, guys. And Chris, <laughs> uh, Sammy Callahan. That was another one. Look at Sammy Callahan in NXT. Look at him now. If like, tell me what. What the difference is that you see besides the shaved head, like the dude added about a hundo. All right. And not in muscle. So I, I mean, and no, nobody's going to say, well, T- uh, AJ Styles and TNA look better than in WWE because he looked the same other than the, you know, the stupid soccer mom haircut. But either way, which made the list, by the way, exactly. But I, I do see like that point of it. I, I think it doesn't hold any water, but on the whole, like it was just, yeah, it was stupid. Whole. Like Dave is like, well, she put on some weight. Like I said, where I think he was just like, he just throws out stupid crap and hopes that somebody will bite and he'll go viral. Well, he makes I money s- off these idiots, doesn't he? I swear to God, I've seen him trending, uh, for almost a week straight. I'm like, why people just t- love talking about that fool. We are talking about him, but you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, speaking of sports talk, you'll like this one. Sports. The Miz, the Miz is a fan of the Cleveland Browns, so we uh, okay. so we can't so we can't blame him for saying silly things like this while also knowing exactly where the delusion is rooted. Uh, that one hurts a little bit, but let's go with the quote. Quote: Wait until this season. This season, we're going to the playoffs. We are going. Uh, God, we are going to the playoffs, probably going to go nine and seven. I would say I don't think ba- uh, Baker Mayfield is going to start. I think Tyrod Taylor is going to start. I-, I don't even know who the F that is, but apparently it was our backup. Uh, I feel like they're on the right, tra- the right path. I think Dorsey has the right mindset. He's getting us playmakers. Jarvis Landry is a star, especially on hard knocks. Watching him in the wide receivers room, motivating the players on his team. It was incredible. I'm enjoying it. Ah, it sets us up for the first one of these of the podcast. <laughs> so the Browns went seven, eight and one that season and finished third in the AFC North. That's a pretty good record for you guys, honestly. Dude. I just, I mean, I guess after the previous season, sure. God, that sucked. I'm just hoping for something, anything, any signs of life this season. It would, it would, it would be nice. But I'm not. Well, you got, now so. you got a now you got a quarterback all year though, so he can keep his hands yeah. clean, giggity. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Well, keeping on The Miz, USA Network has ordered additional uh, episodes of freshman series Miz and Mrs., commissioning 14 half-hour episodes to air in 2019. And in 2023, it is still going. Right. Well, where's Roads to the Top, Greg? On the bottom. Aww. Sinkara's social media clued folks in to the SmackDown star being injured. Wow, they're using that word star pretty loosely. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, WWE has confirmed that along with the nature of the injury, scar tissue in his right knee, limiting his mobility and causing joint pain, there's no posted timetable for his return, but he's already (laughs) tweeted about his rehabilitation. You're an ass. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't get off that. I have a picture with Sin Cara, by the way, at Fan Access. So, uh, just putting that out there. He didn't say a whole lot, but uh, I, I posed. I, I threw up the two sweet. I wore my Bullet Club shirt, posing next to Sin Cara. It's the most random ass photo I ever have taken. So, uh, I also have a picture po- popping up the two sweet next to FTR. So, there's that. I, I don't think they were. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they were super happy with that, but uh, they were they were good sports about it. <sighs> but you ready for our biggest story? I don't know why I buried it so far down. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm feeling you're uh, I'm feeling you're being sarcastic here. I can't I can't really tell right now. How dare you accuse me of sarcasm? All right. Well, this let's see. Last... Go for it. <laughs> this is our last WWE story. Uh, It's been a long time since we've seen The Big Show in a ring. He's been out of action since 2017, recovering from hip surgery and complications. He's also successfully transformed his body during the last couple of years. Uh, When asked about it on ESPN, Big Show said, quote, I'm actually going to try to get cleared Sunday by WWE's doctors. Moving around the ring a little bit, I could be back as soon as the Monday Night Raw after SummerSlam if they have something for me. End quote. Right. Uh, I don't know if he does come back. I've, I was I've, at that Raw. I don't think he does come back. Oh, no. Not no. Yeah. Sorry. So you mean? <laughs> I don't know yeah. when he comes back, honestly. Bro, nobody cares, bro. He cares about the big slow, bro. Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, but moving on from the WWE here. Th- now, you want to talk about big stories. Jimmy, oh, Jacob- <laughs> Jimmy Jacobs was announced for the over-the-budget battle royal at All In. <laughs> well, you could have skipped that over-the-budget if you just left Jimmy Jacobs off the card. But... Yeah, I... You had to get Jimmy Jacobs on the card, man. But you and I were rolling Jimmy Jacobs, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc, man. That was the trio right there that they had to have. Uh, it's the zombie princess, Jelly Nutella, and uh, the... Uh, Jimmy, the Jimmy, re- Jimmy F and Havoc. <laughs> the reject from the Misfits. <laughs> so he was a Misfits misfit. But... Either and apparently a creep. Allegedly. Hey, that's my word. Me. Yeah. But either way. Was he really? That's why he got fired from uh, AEW. You remember? I thought it was because he was a drug addict. Uh, pretty. No, I'm pretty sure he got me too'd. Yeah, I I forget what all happened with that, but yeah. 
I, I remember this over budget, over the budget battle Royal though. You and I were rolling our eyes about it. Cause he came, it was like right after he got fired from WWE and he came out and he like hooked somebody for the pedigree and then waved at the camera. Like, yeah. Oh Lord. Uh, that's a good time for that sound bite, by the way. So we remind everybody that the big star is on the other channel. <laughs> there you go. Oh, by the way, just to get things right with this one, because people are going to say something about it. SI.com. AEW released uh, wrestler Jimmy Havoc after he was accused of abusive behavior by an ex-girlfriend and of rape by another woman. Good Lord. I almost wish I was right with the drug thing. Yeah. Well, Not that that's any uh, better, but I mean, in comparison, I guess it is. But Yeah. Well, his former partner, Rebecca Crow, accused him of being physically and emotionally abusive. Uh, and then Crow also shared an account from a woman who wished to remain anonymous, alleging she'd been raped by Havoc. Ugh. But they, well, because th- remember, they sent him to rehab over the drug thing. And they said uh, they would reevaluate him afterwards because they didn't want to fire him while he was in rehab. You would walk out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, who the hell else was going to hire him? Come on. At least Jeff knows that he can get (laughs) money out of somebody. That's true. Well, it's going to be uh, idiot in Jacksonville. Will be the idiot over in uh, Nashville. So somebody will get some money. (laughs) Well, AEW announced shortly after the allegations were made that Havoc would be receiving quote treatment and counseling in an effort to overcome the mental health and substance abuse challenges in his life and quote, well, I guess, guess you got to give it to him for that fixing him, but yeah. And that his status with the company would be reevaluated after he quote, successfully completed his re- rehabilitation and quote. Yeah. Oh God. So this way he fell okay, into so that. We know Tony Khan's an idiot. Not a piece of crap. Got it. Right. Well, he fell into that pile of uh, of people from the UK that got swept up in all of that. And apparently, everybody from the UK was a creepazoid. Not Butch. Yeah. Well. Or uh, Tyler Bate. A couple of them. Yeah. Right. Or uh, Pip Sabian. I don't think he did anything. No. He's weird, but not in a creepy way. Just weird. And a lucky SOB, I might say. But yeah, he, sport. he's clearly better looking than Jillian Nutella. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, right. How do you go from Joey Janela <laughs> to that man? <laughs> like, I don't have then. I don't have them tendencies. But if I did, Kip Sabian would at least be on the li- the short list. I mean, come on. Not Jimmy Jam Garvin light. <laughs> uh, nah, not Jimmy Jam Garvin full strength. So. <laughs> yeah. Either way. TMZ Sports caught up with the former Enzo Amore at the oh, versus Cancer charity flag football game in L.A., and he told them that he wouldn't go back in the ring, quote, in a million years. Uh, he went back, or he then went on to say, quote, there ain't nobody who's got enough money to put me in the ring. Right. Uh, a lot of people are brilliant not to put him in the ring. Sorry, what was, what was that? This thing they, what was this thing they found him at? What was what was, it was what? A, he said he was at what was he at a baseball game? It was a, a charity flag football game. 
Okay, those usually have celebrities, right? So what the hell is he doing there? I guess he's moderately a celebrity. So he just got fired earlier this year, so I mean, he still somewhat got a name to him. I remember when people were like wondering about it's like where's he going to pop up, and uh, yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, Big Bill's got a career. Huh? Yeah, right. <sighs> but this uh, moving into uh, the human fast forward button here. Jeff Jarrett is scheduled to make his first triple <laughs> A. You're an ass. You're wrong. You're an ass. <laughs> well, he's scheduled to make his first triple A mega campionato defense, whatever, mega championship. Yeah, yeah, defense at Triple Mania on August 25th. He will have three challengers with Phoenix, Brian Cage, and Rich Swan. Yeah. So. Oh. That's a trio. Yeah. You got Jeff Jarrett, Phoenix, Brian Cage, and Rich Swan. The old man, who, Mr. Roids, and uh, the alleged woman abuser. Uh, Mr. Roids. Allegedly. And uh, the the man who uh, supposedly abused his girlfriend. Allegedly. But I think she came sure. out later and said that was all made up, but I don't know for sure. But yeah, I mean, this match just makes me go, shut up and take my money. <laughs> shut up and turn off the TV. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Last story I got here, man, this, uh, this is a story. I wanted to end on this one. Uh, but speaking of Double J, Jeff Jarrett is suing Impact Wrestling's parent company, Anthem officially making their reunion one of the worst in wrestling history. Jarrett and Global Force Entertainment... I need a court to do that. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Jarrett and Global Force Entertainment, Inc., GFE, are suing Anthem Sports for copyright and trademark infringement. The crux of the case involves Global Force Wrestling, GFW, amped footage, which was filmed back in 2015. Anthem used the episodes, which never aired on television, as part of a pay-per-view series, showed matches on their Fight Network, and sold DVDs containing the content on their uh, Impact website, despite a planned merger between GFW and Impact falling through when Jarrett was placed on leave and later let go from his job as Impact's chief creative officer last year. The lawsuit asks for damages equal to three times Anthem's profits on the on the uh, conduct or material on the basis of the defendant's, quote, wanton and willful conduct, end quote. According to PW Insider, Impact has since pulled the DVDs from shopimpact.com. GFE's suit also addresses similarities between the names and branding of Anthem's streaming service, the Global Wrestling Network, and Global Force Wrestling. Repackaging an entire subscription service would be a much bigger endeavor than pulling distribution of Amped. Yeah, you think? God. I uh, don't know you talk about all that hurt my head. Yeah, it was a mess. <sighs> but I can't I, believe I that. Know. I thought it would be like smooth sailing between all of them. I don't know what all came about of all that. So, yeah. Anyway, that uh, that wraps up the uh, news segment. You ready to get into the event? Mercifully. Uh, well, on the other end of this break, we're going to dive into NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 right after this. 
Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump Podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. So the okay. number one thing, trying to keep this going. The number one song when this pay-per-view aired was In My Feelings by Drake. <laughs> yeah, of the course it was. Like, the number one movie, and this was actually a really fun movie to watch, was Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, I've, I've heard of it. I never watched it. It's a really uh, funny in my, movie. In my feelings, it, the reason I say of course it was is because there was a trend of people would like uh, put their car in neutral and they would hop out the driver's side while this, this song is playing and then they would dance while they're filming themselves in the car. Wow. It, yeah, it was called the Kiki Challenge. Well, ironically, so, yeah. though, if I heard a Drake song, I'd want to put the car in full gas right towards the river. But <sighs> Man. Anyway, on that note, getting into the event at hand here, it's NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. This may be the first time ever where I enjoy the show more than I did the news. <laughs> yeah, right. There wasn't a whole lot going on in the news, but there were a few things. The date was... I don't like doing current stuff, because... I feel like the news is more juicier back then. Yeah. There's some stuff here and there, but it's not like piled up. Plus, if you do like uh retro stuff like way back in the past, it's uh it's fun to see how much things have changed. But either way, this one took place August 18th, 2018. The themes for the show were Blood slash Water by Grandson and Made in American by or excuse me, Made in America by the Fever 333. They got these bands to do the themes for NXT that I'm like, where the hell did you dig this stuff up, man? <laughs> Didn't you say some of them, it was like uh, Corey Graves picked some of this stuff? That's what he said on his podcast. Yeah. I believe it, man. It's like, what the hell do you have in your playlist, bro? But either way, the venue is the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. And the attendance, Brooklyn, was 14, Brooklyn. the attendance was 14,676. Uh, do you remember? Did it look like a sellout or close to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty loaded. Yeah. Loaded from top to bottom. Unfortunately, AEW hasn't been able to say that in a long time. No, that's not but, true. They're loaded on the bottom. 
And just once you get <laughs> yeah. up to the top, they're all tarped. Yeah, right. Uh, I will know. Production, I... guys. Yeah. Let me just tell you something, okay? I've been like 100 wrestling shows. Production tarps usually tarp off about two rows of one section. That's it. That's it. Yep. It'll tarp off a whole section. I don't know where people are getting this stuff from. Because at Great American Bash 2007, we literally sat next to the damn camera in the tarped off section. <laughs> there was there was seats around it still. So I can tell you for a fact that they don't tarp off whole se- sections for production. Well, how dare you point out facts, asshole? I'm stupid. Yeah, you need to you need to stick with the with the narrative, bro. But uh, one thing I did notice about this, because you said it, you know, damn near sold out, packed to the rafters. But the way they lit this show was like uh, an yeah. indie, or it was it was either lit like an indie, or I'll say it was lit like um, they were trying to hide the crowd size. They did that for every NXT pay-per-view. They did it when we went, too. You don't remember? Uh, no, I don't really remember the lighting situation, to be honest with you. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed. Wow, it looks like uh, old 80s style. Where the ring's completely lit. And there's no light on the audience. Yeah. We're going to save a, uh, just a few bucks if you turn off just a couple of lights. Anyway, uh, commentary for the show is done by Mauro Ranallo, Percy Watson, and Nigel McGinnis. I completely forgot about Percy Watson. Like just I just want to get us on the him. current AEW uh, announced squad is a nice, refreshing change. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, with Percy, what, what the hell? Do you remember what Percy oh, yeah. Watson used to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a friend that always used to do that. I don't know if you remember. Uh, we had a, a friend we used to play Xbox with. Every once in a while, he'd just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, kind of mocking And I believe him. he's from this city right here. Good God, of course he is. From Brooklyn, right? Yeah. I always laughed that like his gimmick when he w- was wrestling was one of them was saying, Oh yeah. The other one was he wore like glasses. Yeah, like, he looked like a he looked like a shock version of Steve Urkel. <laughs> right. <sighs> but the first match, y'all, it is the undisputed era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong defending the NXT tag team titles against Mustache Mountain. It's Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. This goes 18 minutes, six seconds. Because That's this four is five years, by the way, Tyler Bate is still in NXT. Yeah, right. With long hair. Where's Roderick, by the way? I forget. He's in AEW, but you wouldn't know because you never see him. Oh, yeah. I couldn't remember. I was like, I, th- I forgot he went. Yeah, okay. And Kyle O'Reilly's still there, right? In AEW? I have no idea where the hell he's. Huh. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I think he maybe maybe he went to MLW. Hell, if I remember, I don't know. Uh, Last time I checked, uh, Bobby Fish was an impact, right? I believe. Uh, yeah, there for a minute. I know he was. I don't know if he still is. Where the hell is Kyle O'Reilly? Now I'm curious. He is in AEW. OK. There I you go. Seen him forever, so. Yeah. Like what? What is what is with them doing this? Like they just put people on the shelf and leave them there. Uh, by the way, now they get a big pop because they're fresh on people's mind from WWE and they're gone. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, Bobby Fish is in New Japan currently, and they didn't use him on Forbidden Door. Why? Uh, maybe he doesn't want to go back to AEW. I don't know, bro. Hurt feelings, bro. I don't, yeah, I don't know. 
But, uh, yeah, because this is my thing, I didn't care about it. I just had to point it out because I know you roll your eyes. The champions came out first. I point yeah. it out all the time. That's, that's become a staple. I got to point it out. But Tyler Bates shows multiple times that he's a real effing man in this. Like he's, it's like him and Claudio Castagnoli, man. Like, good God, they're just that core strength, man. They don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger yet. They can lift like him. I don't get it. Right. Like, yikes. But Tyler's leg got messed up at one point. So O'Reilly locks him in a knee bar. And Trent Seven almost throws the towel in for him until Tyler begs him not to. In the end, Undisputed Era hit the high-low on Trent Seven for the pinfall win. Of course, Trent ate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tyler ain't taking that three count. Get on your back. <sighs> but Uncle Dave gave this four and a half stars. I gave it an even four. What say you? I gave it four. I love this. It was a damn was good opener. This, so the entire crowd. Yep. Oh, yeah, you could hear it. They were going nuts. I love both these teams. I loved Mustache Mountain when they were a thing. I must ask I wish, you a question. <laughs> I wish they would have reformed British Strong Style and like kept them together. Or uh, even um, uh, team up Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate now. I think it would be a great pairing. But, Who's Pete Dunn? Uh, well, after the match, the War Raiders come out behind the Undisputed Era and absolutely destroy them and beat them down, setting up a match that we could have seen in Ring of Honor about two to three years before this. Well, I'm not saying it's not good and they shouldn't have had it. I'm just saying probably saw this same match about two to three years ago in ROH. But we're informed that after Aleister Black was attacked two weeks ago, we still don't know who did it. Uh, Alistair Black, by the way, who is now in AEW as well. We then see Johnny Gargano hyping himself up in the locker room. And now the where the F are these guys match. It's, (laughs) It's the Velveteen Dream taking on EC3. Goes 15 minutes. Talked about the Me Too thing. Didn't he get Me Too'd? Uh, I think his came after the Me Too thing, but uh, yeah, it was some uh, like it was just like a tidal wave of like more stuff and more stuff and more stuff coming out about him. And like, dude, like I I thought he was set up to be like something big. And then first you get all the crap that he's supposedly doing that was creepy. And then like you find out that he was apparently a gigantic douche. So, like, nobody wanted to work with him. I should also, by the way, say... Allegedly! I wasn't even there. But either way, and, and then EC3, talk about guys that are supposedly giant douches. Uh, uh, I don't know. Where the hell is he? I know he was doing that control your narrative crap, but it's like, didn't that... Did that collapse? Uh, yeah. Now, um... Um... What's his name? He's in WWE. Uh, Braun... I think he was one of their right. bigger guys. Hold the laugh, I yeah. know, but <laughs> right. Uh, and supposedly it's still going. Oh, Andy's in the NWA. Well, yeah. there you go. He's in everything. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he's in NWA. He's in Ohio Valley Wrestling, and he's supposedly doing control your narrative still. So, 
Whatever. You know, the greatest thing he's ever done in his career, man, he's a four-time WWE 24-7 champion. (laughs) (laughs) So glad that thing died. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Anyway, the Velveteen Dream comes out. Okay, it's not okay, but I'll make the exception for that. Yeah, right. Uh, Death of an object? I'm fine with it. But Velveteen Dream comes out dressed like the Macho King with Call Me Vince airbrushed on his ass. (laughs) I thought that was great. God dang it, pal. His ass ass is vascular. But in the end, the Dream drapes uh, EC3 over the hardest part of the ring, the ring apron, and he hits the Purple Rainmaker for the win. Uh, Uncle, <laughs> uh, Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarter stars. What the hell shaved off a quarter star? Him using Okada's move <laughs> or the name? <laughs> yeah, uh, I gave it Trace. Let's say you. I gave it three. I, I forgot. Like just, it at first. I forgot just how good he was. Yeah. Well, I didn't like this at first, to be honest with you, and then it just kept going and kept going. And I, I felt like it kept getting better. And then it peaked and ended. And I'm like, all right, it was good. I liked it. About as good as I could hope for from these two. So. Scratch was in the top Matt. 1%. Yeah, right. But we now get a shot of Matt Riddle in the front row and the crowd goes wild. I think we had seen him the day before. Was this the one where we saw him at an indie event? I can't remember, but. Probably. But yeah, sounds right. I still give my buddy crap to this day. I'm like, this is when he decided to go get nachos. I'm like, you missed Riddle's debut. <laughs> wow. <laughs> By the way, I think I know who you were with. Of course he went to get nachos. <laughs> just throwing it out there. But uh, I just, I found it funny because um, when he did the bro thing, everybody knew it. That, that right there told me, man, he's already known. Yep. At least by WWE crowd. Oh, somebody took a picture behind that was standing behind him and they tweeted it and they said, in case you were wondering, yes, he's wearing flip flops with his suit. Yep. <laughs> Good God. But uh, anybody ever yeah, asked if he was a huge fan of uh, was it Kevin Von Erich that did that? Uh, I think most of the Von Erichs did, actually. I, well, I think Kerry started that until he uh, had the foot injury. And he flat out lost a foot. Yeah. But uh, we now see a shot, by the way, of Tommaso Ciampa staring at his NXT title in a pretty creepy manner. It's called Goldie. Like, yeah. You just know he's fucking that title. <laughs> That's not the first time you've ever said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't necessarily about a title, but yeah. Uh, anyway, up next, it is Adam Cole versus Ricochet. This was one of my personal favorite matches of the night right here, over the whole weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam Cole is defending the NXT North American title. Goes 15 minutes, 19 seconds. At one point, Ricochet goes for a lion salt, and Cole super kicks him in mid-air while he's upside down before hitting the... That was insane, dude. I thought he was going to break his neck. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, after, like, dude, when that happened, I, like, jumped out of my seat. Like, hell, yeah. And then he picks him up. 
He hits the Yushigoroshi for a near fall. In the end, Ricochet hits the 630 splash for the win. Uncle Dave gave it four and a half stars. I gave it an even four. What say you? Four. Damn good crap, pal. Loved it. By the way, uh, spoiler, I didn't give anything on this card below three stars. So there's that. But we got yeah, a shot. back then was cooking with gas, man. You ain't kidding. We now get a shot of Kevin Owens and Mark Henry in the crowd. A hell of a combo. Yeah, that's a hell of a duo right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, now we just need Mark Henry to tell us that it's that uh, the time for good enough talking talk. is over. It's, yeah, time for the main event. <sighs> but anyway, you want to talk about somebody that's robbing Tony Khan? Man, look no further than Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just reminded of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Bruce Pritchard talking about with uh, the way Ernie Ladd used to talk to King Kong Bundy. There, uh, he said every time he he saw King Kong Bundy in the locker room, he'd be like, "You steal money, Bundy. Every time you walk out of the ring, yes. Every time you cash a paycheck, you steal money." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good God! I was like, say about hit row now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you mean shit row? Or Skid Row. There's a couple Near names. that. Yep. But this little, one is... A little flat dollar. <laughs> Dude, when they got released, people like out, had an outcry for them, man. They're like, sign Hit Row back. How dare you release well, Hit Row? They did, and... Yeah, now everybody universally agrees that they suck. Like, uh, dude. Like, let's be honest. You like... You know, even uh, Michael Jordan missed a shot or two. You know, I'm just saying... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, come on, man. Let's be honest. They missed Swerve. That was it. Like, that had to be it, right? This is proof positive right here. What kind of no one cares about them. Yeah, right. Yeah, Uh, don't worry. Don't don't worry, Greg. Swerve is is uh, busy feuding with uh, the the Black Wizard of Oz on the other channel for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he had that, he had that, it sounds weird, but he had that horrible match with uh, uh, we were just talking about him. What's his name? Uh, uh, Tanahashi. Oh, yeah. That's not something you'd think he'd ever say. He had a bad match with Tanahashi. <laughs> he did. Yeah, right. Uh, that, you, it used to have to, you used to have to have some talent to have a bad match with Tana. Now it's just like, uh, like all right, time to hang it up, brah. Anyway, up next, it is Shayna Baszler defending the NXT women's title against Kyrie Sane. It goes 13 and, and a half I minutes. remember the crowd being hot for this one, dude. I don't remember this match being as good as it was. I'll say oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I Kyrie just... Sane is forgotten as, amazing, is, is forgotten as being an amazing wrestler. That's why she was the inaugural NXT, or uh, NXT, uh, New Japan women's champion. So they finally started. I, I I do like the fact that they kind of technically have a women's division, but really it's just a partnership with Stardom. So they hey, I'm just, pretty sure the champion, the title you're talking about is held by Willow right now. She's an AEW girl. So 
Uh, no, that, that's that's their secondary women's title. You know, because they needed one. I can't keep up. I don't know. <laughs> See, it's the Women's Strong Championship. Right. Yeah, uh, that. I forget, because I think Kyrie dropped it to uh, Mercedes. It's uh, Mayu Iwatani is the current champion. She's never wrestled in America, as so he probably never saw her. Uh, or it has that she's uh, dating Kenny Omega, right? <laughs> good Lord, no. <laughs> she, uh, she is. They talk to her with a sex voice like this. <sighs> good Lord. She, I will say this. She is gorgeous. And uh, she put, She looks like she popped right out of a Street Fighter game. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have to send you a picture. You'll have to tell me if she, I'm lying uh, or not. She looked like she did at all? Uh, no. Uh, not not really. She's a uh, she's she's quite pale. I'll say that. Oddly enough, uh, Kyrie Sane actually, or Ky- just Kyrie now, actually def- defeated uh, Maya Iwatani to become the uh, the champion. So she got it back. She beat Mercedes uh, a little while back, but yeah. So like I said, they don't technically have a women's division, but kinda. Either way. Uh, this one goes 13 and a half minutes. The other four horsewomen of MMA are sitting in the crowd cheering Baszler on. Sane manages to hit the insane elbow on Shayna's back at one point, but Shayna rolls out of the ring before Kyrie can pin her. Kyrie sends her back in the ring, hits another insane elbow, and gets a near fall. Later, uh, Sane gets a rope break on the Kirafuda clutch. When Baszler goes to lock in another Kirafuda clutch, Sane rolls it back into a pin and wins. Uncle Dave and I both gave this trace and a half stars. How about you? I gave it three as well. Yeah, it was was great. Great. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that elbow is a thing of beauty, not just because of uh, Kyrie, but. Yeah, it was uh, good stuff. I I really enjoyed her time in WWE. Uh, I'm assuming she just wanted to go back to Japan, which is why she left. So, supposedly she was, didn't she say she was retiring when she went back to Japan? I really don't know. I was pretty sure she said she was just retiring, and then she goes back to Japan, and next thing you know, boom! She's the face of the women's division in uh, uh, New Japan. Like, eh, they must have backed some money up to your uh, to your little house there. Yen. Yeah. How much yen did it take to, for you to to agree to that? But anyway, that takes us to our second-to-last break of the podcast. On the other end of this, we're going to dive into the main event right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate, yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? 
Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, hey, no, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Slowly, mate. Take it easy. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Main event time. What is, what is it? Uh, you just said it earlier, and I already forgot what Mark Henry says. And it, we're we're done with the, talking. It looks like there's been enough talk. Oh, yeah. I still don't like understand what, how that makes any sense. It looks like there's been enough talk. <laughs> I, <laughs> don't think too much about it, Greg. Gosh. Okay. When, you, when you think about it, it doesn't make sense to quit it. Looks like anyway. there's been enough talk. Not it sounds. Yeah, right. This one is. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I just keep laughing thinking about you saying you want to talk about somebody robbing Tony Khan. <laughs> 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 but this is uh, Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT title against Johnny Gargano in a last man standing match. Went for 33 minutes and 42 seconds. I have a Mattel figure of this Johnny Gargano. Also, this will forever be my favorite version of Johnny Gargano's theme. Uh, I forgot. Sounding one sound is pretty good. Oh, the one he has now? Yeah. I swear they just slowed it down by a couple seconds and like it dropped the like it dropped the uh, the pitch of it. But I forget when Ciampa used to enter to no music and just a chorus of booze from the crowd. Well, no, I want to edit this, but the, the, the lyrics of his song were you Ciampa. <laughs> of course. Oh, man. Yeah, like, that's some gangster stuff right there, man. You just entered a, like, no music, crowd just booing the crap Not out of you. Not even the great Dominic Mysterio can get that. Nope. Although, when uh, he returned recently with uh, No One Will Survive, I think the babies were... Th- thrown in the air oh i was all i cared about when he came back <laughs> yeah, right. but they used exposed concrete on the outside of the ring exposed wood giggity inside giggity. the ring uh tables chairs stairs a crutch etc they battle up onto the stage yeah and also it was at this moment right here when i'm rewatching this bag I'm like that's why that chompa figure came with a crutch okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> But they battle up to the stage, and Johnny handcuffs Tommaso to some stage gear before repeatedly super kicking him. But he takes some time to trash talk and pose, giving Ciampa ample time to beg. Johnny then pulls his knee pad down, and like an idiot, charges and knees Ciampa in the face. In the face! In the face! <laughs> Gotta squeeze more Rob Riggle in there. Uh, but anyway, you that's a marine. That's legit badass right there. You ain't kidding. And you wouldn't uh, know that t- by listening to his stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Like this idiot can kick my ass. Really? You think I'm gonna believe that? Yeah, right. 
<laughs> I mean, the guy that told Dave Franco that he's his bitch. Like that guy. <laughs> you own this ass. <laughs> <laughs> ah, love it. Anyway, he meets Chopper in the face and tumbles over some boxes and gear, crashing and burning. Like I said, moron. Finally, Johnny's knee is so hurt that he can't stand, and Tommaso manages to flop off the side of the stage and stand up, giving him the win. Uncle Dave gave this four and a half stars. I gave it five. Let's see. I gave it I gave it five as well. I forgot how much I loved this until I watched it back. These two have never had a bad match, in my opinion. I don't think it's possible. Yep. And they had great First of all, chemistry. I don't think it's possible for either one of them to have a bad match, period, let alone with each other, but yeah, well, these two, uh, like, they had great chemistry as a team. They had great chemistry uh, as opponents. This good crap, pal. But Johnny's in pain and angry, pushing the referee away from him as uh, he checks on Johnny. Maso <laughs> Ciampa gets free of the handcuffs and poses on the stage above Johnny Gargano, who's being checked on by EMTs. Johnny has to be helped out of the arena to close the show. And man, them booze was loud. I remember he lost to a one-armed man. Or a, no, this was a no-armed man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but man, good good show, man. I dug it. Uh, I think that takes us though to our final break. The other end of this, we're telling you what our final ratings are and what's coming up in the future of the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Final ratings time here. Internet Movie Database gave this 8.4 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it an 
8.93 out of 10. I give it an 8.5 out of 10 for A minus, maybe. What say you? I gave it an A minus. I think I might have enjoyed this more than I did SummerSlam the night after. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would have to go back for sure. Hold for one moment, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, SummerSlam 2018. I'm forgetting off the top of my head most of that card, to be honest with you. Well, AJ and Samoa Joe had that match that ended in a DQ, which was a staple of SummerSlam for some damn reason. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, And then, uh, which I'm not looking forward to, Detroit. uh, And then Roman Roman won the title finally. I think I've been like three failed matches of his. I was waiting for him to win that title finally. Yeah, right. Uh, Ronda just ended Alexa in four minutes. Yep. Thinking, uh Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy. I don't remember that one. Finn Balor and Baron Corbin win a minute and a half. I don't remember that one at all. We also got a surprise demon because we didn't know it was going to be the demon. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, that one went 23 and a half minutes, man. I, I might have to go back and watch this sometime. 2018 was hit and miss for me. So th- there were some matches that were great. Other matches that were, you know, other shows that were just like, eh. It was okay. But that takes us to the end of this. And uh, yeah, we're wrapping up the month of August next week, August 30th. We're dropping WWE SummerSlam 2014. So we're going back a whole six, uh, that nine years. That was a little better than I remember it being, honestly, watching it back. I, gotta, I still got to go back and watch. Probably going to do that. Uh, tonight or tomorrow and uh, well, I already have because you know I like to watch <laughs> of course and I don't remember uh, what I thought of it at the time to be honest with you I remember being shocked as hell at the main event but about it but yeah that wraps us up for August real quick just give you a quick look ahead we're going all over the map next month for September my birthday month bringing you uh, on September 6th, WW, or ECW, rather, Anarchy Rules, 1999. Oh, God. Have you watched Sorry. that one yet? No, I'm not looking forward to it. But... Hey, ECW in 99 was halfway decent, so you and I like to stick to the later years with that company. But that's coming up uh, September 6th. September 13th is WCW Fall Brawl, 1993. This was right before they got Hogan, so I don't know. Something tells me this is not going to be a great show, but this we'll have to watch. Uh, like you said, you like to watch. So uh, Fall Brawl '93 War Games. Trying to see what the what the teams were for that one. Okay, you want to take a guess at the teams in the War Games match if you don't already know. What event is this? Uh, Fall Brawl '93. That's got to be the Shockmaster one. That is correct. The Steam yeah, Shockmaster, got... British Bulldog. And Dustin and the, Rose. Yeah, the fourth one was blanking me. Against the uh, Horseman, right? Uh, no, against Sid Vicious, Vader, and Harlem Heat, who at the time were known as Cole and Kane. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, and then we've got Ric Flair versus... Uh, Rick Rude for the WCW International World Heavyweight title. Uh, Cactus Jack versus Yoshi Kwan. Who the F was Yoshi Kwan? Oh, Chris Champion. Okay. Yeah. God. Guarantee you that match sucks. 
Well, here, man, here's match of the night. Arn Anderson and Paul Roma versus the Nasty Boys. Good Lord, poor uh, Arn, man. He had to have the working boots on that one, huh? <laughs> uh, Ice Train versus Shanghai Pierce with Tex Slazinger. That's, uh, is that a hog or pig? Shut up and take my money. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think Shanghai- Tex was, was pig, right? Uh, Shanghai Pierce was Mark Canterbury, a.k.a. Henry O. Godwin. Well, he was hog. And then Tex Slazinger was Dennis Knight, a.k.a. Pig. Phineas I. Godwin. We've also got two cold Scorpio Kills, Marcus Bagwell yeah. versus the Equalizer and Paul Orndorff. The Equalizer was Dave Sullivan or Evad. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Norris versus Big Sky. Uh, Big Sky. Yeah was Tyler Maine, a.k.a. Sabretooth from the X-Men movie, the first X-Men movie. Oh, wow. I was going to say Bane from Batman Robin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. And then uh, we open up not with uh, Johnny B. Bad. No, 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 no. It's Ricky Steamboat defending the TV title against Lord Stephen Regal. That might be one of the it best. Is lordship. That, yes. That, <laughs> along with Rude versus Flair, maybe the matches of the night on this. This whole card just... Wow. I, they didn't even need Hogan after this. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, September 20th, we've got TNA No Surrender 2012. Yeah. Uh, th- we've got the Bound for Glory series semifinals on this show. Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe, Bully Ray and Tony, uh, or excuse me, James Storm. <laughs> Miss Tessmacher wow. versus Tara. I always have her on the brain, too. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Zima Ion versus Sanjay Dutt. Rob Van Dam versus Magnus. It's uh, crazy Bad how inf- Zima Ion and Sanjay Dutt are in different companies now, but both still on TV. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, bad Influence defending the the world tag titles against AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. Uh, excuse and then, me, that's the bad influence of Christopher Daniels and Mickey Zarian. Yeah. And then the main that's, event, that's their that's their shoot name, their government name. Yeah. The bad influence of <laughs> insert names here. And they are the <laughs> world tag team champions of the world. Yes. There you go. You got one. The main event is Jeff Hardy versus Bully Ray uh, in the the Bound for Glory series finals. Yeah, this is a forgotten show because who the hell would remember it? <laughs> well, we haven't done. I DNA swear, in a while. I remember watching this on pay per view, and I don't even remember it. So. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it's a weird one, man. Uh, So we'll have to go back, see if it's any good. But yeah, so we like I said, we haven't done TNA. I'll stoke the next one after this. Yeah, well, the uh, bonus show. Not that one. Never mind. The one after that. Well, the bonus show coming up on September 22nd will be ROH Death Before Dishonor 16. The main event of this one. The ROH world title is actually Jay Lethal versus Will Ospreay. We've got That's the greatest first generation wrestler of all time. Yeah. Uh, and Jay Lethal. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But anyway, uh, we've got a 10 man tag between the Bullet Club Elite, which is Cody, Marty Skrull, Adam Page, uh, and the Young Bucks taking on Okada, Chucky e. T, Beretta, Rocky Romero, and Tamahira Ishii. Yeah, because that's the best use of Okada. <laughs> we've we've got Bully so Ray. So you're telling me even AEW use him better? Okay. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> we got a tag team tables match between Bully Ray and uh, Silas Young versus Flip Gordon and Colt Cabana. Last hey, real man. Exactly. We're seeing him again, man. Punishment Martinez defends the ROH TV title against Chris Sabin. Uh, the Women of Honor title is on the line. Sumi Sakai versus Tennille Dashwood. Briscoes take on Sumi Sakai. Addiction. That should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, the Briscoes defend the tag, the ROH tag titles against the Addiction. And uh, well, we, we open twice up twice in a row. Yep, twice in one week, man. Under different names. And, That's and hilarious. Holy Ray too. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then we open up with Kenny King and Jushin Thunder Liger. So that it'll be great. Yeah, it should be very interesting. Right. I'm actually looking forward to that show. So, uh, the one I'm not looking forward to, we're closing out the month uh, of yeah, September. This is the one right here. <laughs> on September 27th, <laughs> it's Fall Brawl 2000. I haven't thrown Final. you in a bus in a while, so I did not have a hand picking this. Yeah. Dude, there are 10 matches on this card. 10. And dude, there is not one War Games match on this card. Nope. No, we finish with Caged Heat, which is their way of getting around doing uh, Hell in a Cell because Vince Russo can't come up with anything original. Uh, it is Kevin Nash defending the world title against Booker T. Yeah, we got Scott Steiner and Goldberg. Good Lord. Jeff Jarrett and Mike Awesome in a bunkhouse brawl. <laughs> That's me running. <laughs> There's a triple threat between Sting, Great Muda, and Vampiro. I'm not getting my hopes up for that one. Although on paper, you should. But <laughs> Oh, here we go, man. Because every match has to have a stupid gimmick. Shane Douglas and Tori Wilson versus is Billy Kidman and Medusa in a scaffold match. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> because if anybody should be in a scaffold match, it's Tori Wilson, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the Filthy Animals take on the Natural Born Thrillers in an elimination match. Who's on the uh, Natural Born Thrillers in this match? Uh, well, let's see. The Filthy Animals starting off are Disco with a Q, Rey Mysterio Jr., Juventud Guerrera, Conan, and Tigress. Wow, Tigress. Uh, they also Man, she have, was all the way by. They also have Big Vito and Paul Orndorff. Good God. And they're taking <sighs> on the natural-born thrillers of Mark Jindrak, Sean O'Hare, above-average Mike Sanders, Chuck I swear, Palumbo. I swear I wanted you to read it down just so I can hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Stasiak, Reno, and Johnny the Bull. Good God. I remember uh, correctly, like, uh, Orndorff was there because all these guys crapped on him and said that he didn't teach him nothing in the power plant or something like that, if I remember right. Wow. That's <laughs> an awesome use of Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh, we've got Lance Storm defending the U.S. title against General Erection. With I, I remember that match. That might surprise you. Don't, don't sit there and crap on it in your brain because it might surprise you. Well, Jim Duggan's a special enforcer because, yes. Not got, to Back of America, by the way. Of course. <laughs> Why would he? That, that, would be, that would be silly. Uh, the Harris brothers are, in, are taking on Chronic in a first blood chain match. Oh, hell yeah, man. 
the uh, yeah. the racist Nazi supporters versus chronic. <laughs> yeah, APA with weed. <laughs> and then we've got the, the Misfits in Action versus Three Count in a six-man tag. And we open up for the Cruiserweight title. It's Elix Skipper versus Kwee You know, going I'm off of gonna, history, that might be good. But I was going to say, I'm not going to sleep on that one just because of, you know, what we've ran into in the past. But good God, this this card is just, it's something, man. I'm looking forward to watching it back. And I really, I hate myself. I feel like cutting myself like a teenager kind of way. Exactly. <laughs> I, I like punishing myself. I've been a bad boy. I deserve to watch this show. <laughs> but anyway, that, that does it uh, for September. And we only, like I said, we only got one more show to go. Next week, we... We might have a decent one for you, but uh, it's our final. I, I like our I like our chances for next year or next week. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yep. This was actually a good one, and we'll see you all next week on August thirtieth, wrapping up the month and the summer, unfortunately, with WWE SummerSlam twenty fourteen.